0: Hello and welcome to another James Bond podcast. On this podcast, we will be watching and lightheartedly reviewing the Bond films. We're going to discuss the good stuff, the bad stuff, the cool stuff, and the ridiculous stuff. I'm Corey, and I'm a James Bond fan.
1: I'm Danielle, and I'm aware that James Bond is a thing.
0: On this episode, we're going to discuss Honor Majesty's Secret Service with Mr. George Lazenby.
1: It's our recap episode.
0: Recap of a... One film. One film, yeah.
1: So it might be shorter than usual, just because there's a little bit less stuff to go over.
0: That's not to say that George is less of a Bond.
1: He just has less movies.
0: Yes. He's kind of like the Jeff Buckley of Bonds. He didn't really have a time to kind of Uh not shine. He just was awesome. He didn't die, though,
1: so I guess it's not as sad.
0: (laughs) No, he's still kicking, and he's still awesome, and yeah.
1: He just chose to be done with it.
0: He didn't have a chance to go Elvis. don't
1: be cruel. Not in the Bond world.
0: Yeah. So he's like Elvis Bond. Or he's not Elvis Bond.
1: He's not Elvis Bond. He's, he's Buckley Bond. He,
0: yeah, he's Buckley Bond, I guess. Jeff Bond. <laughs> he's Bond. Jeff Bond. And then some crazy vocals.
1: So the same as we did in the Connery recap, we'll be covering... <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to lay down anywhere as moodily. Yeah. Sorry,
1: our cat is very cranky with We're us laughing right at now. you.
0: Soon. And this is a short recap.
1: We're getting death stares. If we don't make it, the cat did it.
0: Yeah, really. So what are you saying? Recap?
1: Uh, we're recapping the same way as we did for the Connery era. We're going to use more or less the same categories. Again, there's just a little less to discuss because it's only one film.
0: A great one. An amazing one. So the first category is villains or bad guys and allies, as we called it in the last episode.
1: We've got Blofeld again.
0: Yeah, I think I like this Blofeld the most. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I don't like his plot the most.
1: The allergy clinic.
0: Yeah, it was kind of hairbrained, kind of well, not hairbrained because didn't have any hair. Insane. Yeah, it was kind of insane, and I, I guess it lacked the impact. I think of other of other Blofeld plots.
1: I feel like a lot of the plots just lack proper thinking, like. He had the angels of death. How many were there?
0: Like 12.
1: 12 angels of death, which we're going to release. He's going to go get a knife. That we're going to release his bacteria warfare yeah, worldwide. Yeah. 12 yeah. to cover the entire I, world? I
0: think it was 12, yeah.
1: It just seems like there's not a lot.
0: One in every continent.
1: <laughs> I'm sure the math adds up on that. Sure it does.
0: <laughs> Maybe in case one or two of them get dispatched or something. Yeah, I don't know, like they're dropped in significant areas of the world with big populations and, and such.
1: I guess. It's still a harebrained scheme.
0: And then, of course, trying to sort of up his social standing by aligning himself with the, the Blochamp family.
1: Which was his undoing, ultimately.
0: It was still a stupid, 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 plan. Yeah, Yeah, it's all, it's... Even Yeah, that story too is kind of, it's interesting. It's very different. It's very not big picture, I guess.
1: I don't know what happened to him when he was a child, but he has some weird things that he wants and needs that he needs fulfilled.
0: It's like when rich people have too much time and money to know what to do with.
1: And they do ridiculous things with it.
0: I would be I'd be an awesome rich people because I would do You'd any You'd be an
1: awesome rich people. <laughs> I wouldn't do any of
0: that shit. I'd be like nope, I'm just going to build a mini and drive a Mazda and add some stuff onto our I n- would buy 1970s so, house.
1: so many books. We would need another building. For my books, we have the. We property. could call it a library. We have the property. Yeah, that's fine. Let's okay. get rich.
0: Let's build a library. But yeah, I liked him. I, it was a good Blowfeld. He was very, he was very charming. He was
1: Merry Christmas, 007.
0: Very kind of um, like believable. Hopefully the mic picks that up. <laughs> uh, he's very believable. He's like a big dude. Like he had physical presence as well. Like I thought if he had to sort of have a, a, a knuckle up with uh, Lazenby, he could do pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, and he was intelligent and he was charismatic. I think he's like all the stuff you'd want in a Blofeld. And he did feel like a, like a threat, I guess.
1: Yeah, he did. I mean, I did like him as Blofeld for sure. He's
0: good on skis. He
1: was good on skis. Yeah, I don't know. He, he did a good job.
0: Yeah, he was like villainous. Him. And he's a great actor. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's if you're going to play like a complete nut job realistically, you kind of need a good actor to do it. Mm-hmm. or you get upstaged by the cat.
1: I know. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> so from Blofeld, we're going to move on to Irma Bund, Rosa Klebb.
1: Oh, Rosa Klebb, yeah. Irma Bundt. Uh, I don't have much to say about her. She was just like an afterthought to me. And find her especially interesting.
0: I found her interesting leading to the up to peace Gloria when she's there and just,
1: on the helicopter. Yeah,
0: yeah, she was fine there, and, and they had that really weird. I can't wait till I get my feet on the ground. And she's like the ice, like really hard and really harsh. You're like, yeah, okay, we get it. It's snowy. It's icy. We get it. Just meant more metaphorically. Like, was that like? foreshadowing for the skating ring. <laughs> I
1: feel like it wasn't. I'm but...
0: pretty sure it was not as well. But yeah, I just, I, yeah, she was just there to facilitate the angels of death, I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess so. She was like their house mother.
0: Yeah, they could have like incorporated her into some training or something maybe to make her a little bit more interesting, but whatever. Hmm. She'll always be Rosa Club to me.
1: She'll always be Rosa Klebb.
0: And then we've got, you know, Draco's guys, which are kind of
1: well villains
0: but kind of not they're
1: villains i guess when they attack bond in the beginning but then draco becomes his ally so i guess then they're on his side
0: i guess so speaking of draco we've got uh draco
1: as an ally (laughs) as an ally Mm -hmm. yeah a weird family dynamic
0: kind of like a little bit like kareem bay a little bit i thought kind of jovial dude that likes to sort of throw his money around and drink and and have fun I
1: see, I see the comparison. It's just we, Kareem Bey was in love with his sons and not his daughter.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's that. Uh, weird, you know. I guess I, initially I'm like, eh, it's a weird kind of love, but I don't think it really was. Like he's really just super protective and wants his daughter to be okay because she's tried to commit suicide a couple of times or whatever and she's I'm sorry. obviously not right.
1: I'm going to stop you here. You're wrong. It's weird.
0: Well, there's weird like, oh, you need someone to make love? Like, all oh, that's kind of strange. But like, I don't know. I really honestly don't know how to feel about the relationship with Tracy and her dad. I feel
1: weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's super weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess it is weird. Like, his approach to the sentiments are strange. Like, it's, it's nice that he He's wants... He's
1: marrying her. off his daughter. He's trying to pay someone yeah,
0: yeah to marry yeah, her. I suppose.
1: And I understand maybe wanting someone... And he doesn't even know this... Bond person, like,
0: no, it's like you shagged her good, you saved her life from a swim that she
1: I don't think she was trying to kill herself, she was well, just like being walking into the water with her clothes on,
0: being dramatic. You saved her from being dramatic in public, I don't know. <laughs> um, you you bought her back from the casino, like, you gave her a gun because she took it. Yeah, it's it's strange, maybe she wasn't as bad off as she because she kind of seemed together, really.
1: She seemed like she had it together, yeah. and I think. I understand what you mean about being overprotective of her and things like that. Of course, sure, I'm okay with that part. It's just paying a million, uh, yeah, a million pounds to for you to marry. Like she's fine. He just wanted someone in his pocket to be married to his daughter so he could keep an eye on her. But the, the whole she needs someone to
0: dominate her and dominate make, her love, and to make her love, and love
1: to her, like, her and then obey your husband at the yeah. wedding like. and
0: then the whole time george is like no i think she needs therapy yeah. it's like yeah no she, she actually she does like it's
1: well she should have psychiatric help if that's how her dad's treating her like that's, she that's needs true to break too, away actually, from yeah. him yeah. stop going to see him on his birthday
0: maybe it's all daddy issues all of it
1: it for sure is daddy <laughs> issues
0: she's like the most normal one of the film yeah. God, she's the most normal one of the film.
1: If you take away like the first scenes where she allegedly, allegedly tried to kill herself and then is acting like a bit of an oddball at the casino. Yeah. Gambling and saying she doesn't have money and then going back to... like, There's some odd things that are happening, but other than that, she was completely fine.
0: Well, really, she's probably the result of having a mob boss for a dad. So going to a casino and not having the money to pay for it, he would probably swoop in and fix it at some point, right? Well, even her suicide
1: attempt, that was her dad's guys that were on the beach, right? Yeah. So probably she would have been saved by them. Definitely wasn't a suicide attempt. Maybe she was just trying to get attention for something, knowing that they were tailing her, trying to do like a dramatic gesture, knowing that they were right there just to piss her dad off or something. Do
0: you think maybe she needed her car fixed and just didn't know a guy? So she's like, oh, I need to do something that's going to get some attention. And they're like, what's wrong, Tracy? Oh, well, my cougar's broken and I need it fixed. I
1: don't think that was it. No? Okay.
0: No. It's got a busted fuel line. No, I don't think <laughs> that was it. Okay. Alright, fair. Yeah, you know, maybe she would be a little bit more normal if her dad wasn't constantly the, this, hitting this, her. The second most, yeah, there's that. How many concussions have you had, Teresa? Um, yeah, so like, if, if he wasn't the second biggest mob boss in all of Europe. Maybe she might have been more normal.
1: And I'm going to say something here that might be controversial, but I think she was more skillful than Bond was. That car chase? Maybe. That ski escape?
0: She didn't do a lot of... Uh, she didn't, I shouldn't say she didn't do a lot. She did a fair bit of hand-to-hand stuff, but, you know.
1: I think she had more But it's not the first time skillful. that we've
0: had a Bond woman that's more capable than Bond. I know. So, but she
1: still needs to obey him as she is his wife. Wow, well, whatever. That's what her dad said. So, I think Sir Hillary counts as an ally because he helped Bond develop the character that he needed to get into Blofeld's lair to sort of infiltrate. So, I see him as an ally.
0: And he had to do the voiceover work. Double duty. Wouldn't it be funny if he was there behind George going, Just whispering. Yes, yes. Doing all the Sir Hillary voice while George is just trying to mime it.
1: Nowadays in films, do they do voiceover work like that? Because I feel like it happened a lot in the Bond films.
0: I don't think so. But George wasn't really given the time to do things correctly, right? Fair, but
1: they I they don't think him this was... rushed the whole time. Sorry?
0: They just rushed him the whole time.
1: I don't feel like this was the first Bond film where well, this Dr.
0: happened. Dr. No had a ton of voiceover. Yeah mostly with bad guys but still yeah no I, I just i was so bummed because i thought for sure george was doing like it was that first scene when he does the voice you're like oh fuck that's really good wait there's something up with that scene and then every time after that i'm like no i think he's doing it so i was really disappointed that it wasn't actually him mm-hmm. sorry george you still might be my favorite I george, think george but, is sorry. but but still I don't think he gives a shit. That's George. He's like, no, fuck that. And then we've got Campbell.
1: Yeah, we don't really learn much about this character.
0: He's just not Felix. He could be Thunderball Felix, but he's not.
1: Yeah, he just is here and there, and then he's dead.
0: Hmm. He's got very poofy Thunderball Felix hair, but he's not Felix. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, he reminds me a little bit of Bruce Willis. I don't know why.
1: Bruce Willis and Cliffhanger? No,
0: no, (laughs) no. no. I know, it's Die Hard gibson Danny Glover. That was die hard.
1: That wasn't die hard. <laughs> that was um Naked Gun.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, Leslie Nielsen and Don Adams <sighs> and Get Smart and uh and Naked Gun. Okay, so gadgets, we're going to move on to gadgets.
1: We only see a little bit of Q in this film, which was incredibly disappointing to me.
0: Yeah, the radioactive lint. Yeah. And then the wedding.
1: Yeah, so he had, I guess he had a little, a couple lines there, but it just wasn't the same interaction as we saw with Connery, which is disappointing.
0: Yeah, just enough to keep him on the payroll, I guess.
1: So we don't, because we don't see him much, we don't see Q gadgets, really. No. So some of, or at least one of the gadget might be a Q gadget, but.
0: Well, yeah, because he's, he's going out on his own, right, at that point, right? So he's sort of. Not on Her Majesty's Secret Service at that point. Mm, he's, he's gone not, rogue. Yeah, he's gone rogue. He's gone, he's gone Craig, I guess is what we'll call it. So he's gone Craig with the savecracker and the printer, which is obviously some kind of Q gadget, but not hand-delivered. That's delivered.
1: maybe why it was so big, because it was a Q gadget from like 25 years ago.
0: Yeah, it could be like really old school Q gadget.
1: And like they weren't using it anymore, so he had it at home anyway. It's been in his trunk for seven months.
0: Maybe. He's got a bigger Aston, so maybe it had a bigger trunk. Possibly. Possibly. And he's got the mini camera that he's using to get footage of Blofeld's sort of secret layer, but it's not really touched on that much. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just in passing.
1: So not touched on that I do not recall.
0: Yeah, and then he's got a a, a self-made gadget with the door opener. It takes the I... metal edge off the ruler and pinches it with some erasers. Was that what it was?
1: Something like that, yeah, yeah. to not get shocked when he opened yeah. the door.
0: Which is like, I, I like immediately like, <laughs> when he got zapped, it's like... <laughs> I don't know why but
1: sometimes it's funny seeing people get hurt
0: uh yeah like that time my i mom know exactly down, what you're gonna say. <laughs> like my mom fell down the stairs and knocked herself out and i couldn't you just laugh i just laughed it didn't help at all my dad got her up i just kept laughing this is really <laughs> really funny
1: you're lucky your mom took that well
0: uh she was laughing when she woke up and that's fine <laughs> and then she'd be like i'd do the same if it was him yeah. and she listens to these now so hi mom <laughs> Uh, and we see the sniper rifle, which is like a weapon slash gadget in the glove box of the V8 Aston. And it looks to be the same AR-7 from Russia with Love, but...
1: And he uses the scope.
0: Yeah, not to really... To scope out Tracy. Yeah, to scope out Tracy. Is she hot? Okay, I'll go save her. So we're going to move on to Bond Women.
1: Bond Women. We've got Tracy.
0: We've got Tracy.
1: She's our main Bond woman in this film.
0: Yeah, she's the main focus. So yeah, Diana Rick as Tracy. She was previously Emma Peel on The Avengers, which I didn't really watch very much. It was on After The Saint on Afternoons After School, but I didn't watch it. I'm not sure why. Bowler hat, I think, on the other guy. was like too traditional. Guess, maybe. I don't know.
1: I don't even know. Yeah. No idea.
0: In those days, I was watching Monty Python's Flying Circus and The Saint, and that was, I think, the only two British shows I was watching, I think. Some Benny Hill thrown in, but that was about it.
1: Yeah. I had no awareness that these shows were a thing. I didn't mm. have cable.
0: Yeah, I used to watch them. My brother was in the military, so he was never home. So I used to watch it in his bedroom because he had cable in his room because he was the favorite and I didn't uh, in my bedroom. So he also oh, li- he also listens to this. So that's the only reason I put it in there. He's going to get pissed. So, Next week, we're going to talk about Tracy. my sister. <laughs> Tracy's yeah, she might not be as crazy as she's made out to be.
1: But like, what are your thoughts on her as a Bond woman?
0: She's probably like my. She's probably one of my like my, my more favorites.
1: Um, one of your more favorites.
0: My, one of my four. My more favoritist Bond women's. Um, Why? Well, because she's pretty capable. Like she does. She's fighting alongside Bond, and she's a great skier and. <laughs> What? (laughs)
1: She's a great skier. She's a great skier. That's one of the reasons she's one of your favorites. She's
0: an excellent skiist. She does all (laughs) kinds of like, yeah, she, again, she's like beside him the whole time. Like when they're doing the getaway stuff. Yeah. And she can, she's capable. She drives, did all the getaway driving. She did all the race stuff in the car. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she's really super capable. She's smart, sexy. She's pretty cool. Did you like Tracy?
1: I liked her okay. She, I don't know. I'm kind of lukewarm about her. I liked her character. I liked that she was a, str- I don't want to say stronger character because they gave her like all these alleged flaws, but um, I, lo- I liked that she was a skillful character, I guess, and could hold her own and did throughout the whole movie, didn't all of a sudden become... A completely different character, and have Bond like take care of her and take over and fix every situation. Even when she was captured by Blofeld and she was in the lair, and like they infiltrated, Draco and Bond infiltrated, she still kicked the crap out of several people. Like she didn't just expect to be saved; she was ready to save herself.
0: Two things. I've had a really long day, so I'm not really going to come up with anything particularly good for Tracy. So thank you for carrying the weight on that one, because. She's a good skiist. But she's only flawed in a man's world. Because well, really, if you think of it, all her flaws, like, again, she's mob boss's daughter. That's got to mess you up. And, you know.
1: That's why I said they're trying to give her some flaws. Yeah. That whole, like, suicide attempt and her dad talking about how messed up she was. You don't see any of that. And again, I will argue forever that that was not a suicide attempt. So they're trying to make her flawed. But I think what they're bringing up as flaws are not actually real
0: yeah i mean i i just as you were listing the flaws thing i was like yeah i think she's like considered quote-unquote flawed in a man's world but
1: and also attempting suicide is not a flaw it's basically you needing help it doesn't mean that you have any flaws
0: you mean a psychiatrist instead of a good domination.
1: (laughs) Yes, and psychiatry is probably the way to go with that, or psychology and not finding a man to dominate you. I don't think that would be very helpful.
0: Uh, Probably not. Mm -hmm. Hey, you want to see her rebel even more? Here you go. Take a strong woman and...
1: Trying to commit suicide isn't an act of rebellion. Anyway, I'm going to stop about that, but... It's a
0: rebellion on life.
1: She was just walking into the water. With a dress. So...
0: I'm not saying she's like disagreeing with your suicide theory.
1: Like people jump into the pool fully clothed all the time. I also at a
0: beach. It's not like I was at a cliff or anything. Who cares? No one
1: was there. Like, she's just... She
0: could probably anyway. swim. Whatever.
1: I mean, I've gone walking into the water with no intention of swimming and still, like, shorts and a t-shirt on and you're in and you're like, oh, I think I need to swim now. It just overtakes you.
0: Ruby was fun.
1: No, she wasn't.
0: I only say Ruby was fun because she was kind of normal and then once they're in bed, she's like,
1: right, I'm from Nikeshia.
0: <laughs> you're just like, oh, my fuck, you're not even the same person. I
1: would argue with you about Ruby being normal at any point she
0: didn't seem that
1: she's a bit of a like
0: abrasive not abrasive but i don't know it's like she's like holding back until they had slept together and then she was just yeah just like super freak flag fly yeah and you're like oh what is what is that just calm down
1: i mean i don't think i actually had any problem with ruby like she was a bit of an odd duck yeah it's one of those people you're like, oh, if I was in the same room as you, you would probably be annoying me. But, like, nothing was wrong with her. Yeah. Other than having allergies to something. I forget what. Chicken? Yeah. I, and that's fine. People have allergies.
0: I just see her as being someone like, you're like, All right, I kind of want to sleep with this girl. And then you sleep with her and you're like, oh, God, what the hell did I do? She's so annoying. would <laughs> be like, now what? I don't they feed her some chicken.
1: <laughs> like... D- didn't they explain what you should do in that situation in Coyote Ugly?
0: I didn't see kind You'd Ridley. rather chew your
1: arm off than
0: No, I'll just give her some chicken and hope it like sets her off.
1: Or you could just tell her that you're not interested and leave.
0: Yeah. I was only in this for the chicken. <laughs> I'm gonna go.
1: I thought we could have beautiful moments eating chicken together, but since yeah, we can't since
0: you've got an allergy <laughs> This I isn't gotta gonna work go. out for me. Yeah, exactly.
1: Have you ever dumped anyone for a really stupid reason, like they were allergic to chicken?
0: I lost interest in somebody when I had seen who they had dated before me. I was like, oh God, what's wrong with your taste? And then I was like, what does that say about me? Yeah,
1: I think that says more about you than that person.
0: <laughs> well, I was just yeah. Well, I was just like, well, I'm like way better looking and cooler than that dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucked up, <laughs> of course. But I'm like, I'm still okay with it. Like, so either eh. you
1: need um, psychiatry or a man to dominate you to fix this <laughs> problem. I'm not sure which one.
0: Maybe a <laughs> dominating psychiatrist. <laughs>
1: I think you can hire those hourly. (laughs) Like a really,
0: really assertive, a super assertive psychiatrist. psychiatrist. I'm
1: not sure where their degree's from, but...
0: Don't even want to know.
1: I, um, well, I didn't really break up with them. I just refused a second date with someone because they didn't use punctuation.
0: In their text? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, imagine if they were, like, a stream of consciousness, a person just kept talking without any pauses or commas or anything like that, and then really drive you nuts?
1: It'd be... Oh, you mean when they were speaking, they wouldn't use punctuation? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that would probably be annoying. But no, it was in their text.
0: It'd be even worse if they spoke with punctuation, but like verbally applied it to the conversation. Full stop. Yeah. Like, so I was walking down the street the other day, comma, and mm-hmm. I noticed a cat.
1: Isn't that how Christopher Walken talks? He just puts his punctuation in the wrong places. Yeah,
0: man. Like, it, I mean, actually saying it though, like comma, exclamation yeah. mark.
1: I read somewhere one time that when he, when Walken gets a script, he literally asks or does it himself, but removes all the punctuation in it.
0: I propose to end the domination of Silicon Valley
1: and leave us in control of that market.
0: What is it
1: you propose? Project Main Strike, for which each of you will pay me $100 million. $100 million? million Mm. Plus
0: half our net income? Under an exclusive marketing agreement with me. These are outrageous
1: terms. Well, perhaps a a demonstration would convince you.
0: I want no part of it, thank you. As you wish. Hmm.
1: The rest of our discussion must, of course, be confidential. Would you wait outside? If you'd like me to, yes. yes. Excuse me. Thank you. Mayday. I'll
0: provide you with a drink.
1: So that's why his delivery is, like, very stilted and odd. Oh, that's so weird. Because he just decides where punctuation goes.
0: Okay, so that's it for ladies. Um, we have the Angels of Death. Did you want to talk about the Angels of Death other than their regional racial food really. stereotypes? There's,
1: I mean, there's a couple that he had dates with. Yeah, but or is going to. We don't really learn anything about them. We have no idea who they are, so I don't think there's any point really spending too much time on them.
0: He thought there was a point in spending time with them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Tracy forgotten.
0: Yeah, which that was kind of a bummer too. He kind of just like forgot about her for like 40 minutes of the film or whatever. Until he
1: coincidentally bumped into her in yeah. a different country Yeah. than where they met.
0: To which she showed all of her non-spy skills that were just as skilled as he was. Mm. Fights.
1: Fights.
0: So we're going to move on to fights.
1: We're going to move on to fights.
0: Uh, the beach fight. Yeah. Pretty good fight as far as beach fights go. They must have filmed that first, because he's very, like, huge swings. I know he's a tall dude, but it's, like, all his moves seemed...
1: Exaggerated? A a little
0: over-exaggerated. Like, he hasn't really been fighting much before that.
1: Yeah, it was... I think it was still better than most Connery fights.
0: (laughs) He's beating the shit out of, like, other male models (laughs) before he gets hired for Bond.
1: Very Zoolander. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, God. Should watch Zoolander soon. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Like, it's it's a little over, over the top, some really big swings and such, but it looked... Like he made contact. It was shot very, very nicely. Because mm-hmm. um, usually with huge over-the-top swings, you wouldn't think the the contact would look right. But they shot it and cut it in a way that it looked really legit, other than the big swings. But like all the contact looked like it worked. Um, After,
1: and, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: And all the anchor fight in the orbits, like that was pretty good using what was around him. That's very sort of secret agent-ish mm-hmm. improvising.
1: Yeah. After that, we have the hotel room fight.
0: Yeah, and the hotel room fight was really good too.
1: Where they wrecked everything in that yeah, room.
0: Yeah, just literally destroyed everything. Everything. That table, the banisters, the, or the banister post, or whatever those things are. Yeah. A chair, bullet hole in the floor. It was pretty good.
1: Yeah, you're losing your deposit on that room.
0: Oh, for sure, definitely.
1: You might as well eat everything from the minibar.
0: Well, he ordered caviar and he didn't even take that. So he took a bite. Yeah, and then
1: he took a bite and he was like, "Oh, oh, I don't even like caviar."
0: I don't, have you ever had caviar? I haven't. Have I ever had caviar? I don't know. It doesn't look good.
1: I don't know. Some people love it, but it's not something. If I have, it was on something else and I wasn't aware that it was having caviar. Like not on a cracker, but like as a garnish to something else.
0: There's sometimes it's on sushi.
1: I don't think that's actual caviar caviar. There's like fish eggs, but I don't think it's what people consider actual caviar. Realizing that that's what caviar is.
0: Called the sushi place. Can I get a side of caviar, please? And I'm like, what? I'm like, uh Beluga yeah. caviar?
1: Yeah. Is that not what he requested? I think
0: so, yeah. Pretty sure. Hmm. Ski chase then next.
1: The first ski chase.
0: Yes, the first ski chase when he's eluding uh, Blowy and his henchmen.
1: Yeah, that was a fun chase scene. I guess the only real fighting that we saw was when he was waiting for the henchmen to sort of pass him and he batted one off the side of the cliff. <laughs> Which I particularly love. He just like
0: baseball battered about He
1: did something else.
0: Now there's another guy who came along. Yeah. And then he basically smocked him the same way and then choked him to death. Oh, yeah, and the stole ski. his
1: skis, right? Yeah. Uh, after that, do we have the second ski? We
0: have the second ski chase after that, yeah. Yeah. It's just sort of him, uh, Bond and Tracy eluding them. and.
1: So that ski fight is just, that ski chase is just a chase. It's not a fight. Yeah. Um, I mean, someone does get sucked into a snow machine. That's true. But that wasn't Bond's doing.
0: So they had the big fight, the big gun battle on Pete's Gloria with grenades and the belly sliding, <laughs> which I hate.
1: That fight was fun because we saw Tracy kicking some ass.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, that was a really great fight for her. I mean, it was a, it was a good all-around fight, but just when he's slow, like, he's sliding on his stomach on the curling surface, so it's like, ugh, I, Don't feel like that would work. And he slides really well for a really long period of time. I've never slid across a curling rink with a machine gun in my hand, so I'm not entirely sure how efficient that would be.
1: I have skated as quickly as I can and like dived belly first on the ice to see how far I would slide. We just did that a lot as kids.
0: That skates though.
1: No, that's what I was going to say though. You pick up way more speed that way.
0: But uh, it was a good one, though. I liked it. Um,
1: and as final epic fights go, it didn't last. Yeah, it was pretty a short. A painful eh? amount of time.
0: Yeah, and there was like you know he was Bond was running around the lair doing stuff and chasing Blofeld. There was things going on. It wasn't just like a huge gun. It wasn't like you only live twice when they're they're in the volcano for like a week and a half. Yeah, like, like that's a really long fight. This one was kind of short. And... People
1: changed outfits. They got haircuts. <laughs> the fight pretty. was still going on.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, there was no single-use ninja guy that could cut up eight people.
1: Unfortunately, I guess the bobsled chase maybe was a little bit too long, but like not not like a crazy amount. It was a bit of a crazy chase, though.
0: Yeah, it definitely was a crazy chase. I, yeah, a, a gun battle on a couple bobsleds just seems so ridiculous, but like kind of awesome and ridiculous. Like it would be dangerous as shit trying to steer and shoot people. Having never ridden a bobsled, that be ch- I assume it's difficult.
1: <laughs> I would love to try it. Yeah. yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Ever since I saw Cool Runnings, I've wanted to try a bobsled. Walt Disney Pictures presents...
0: I am feeling very Olympic today.
1: A story for anyone who
0: dares to stand out in a crowd. I didn't come up here to forget who I am and where I come from. And everyone with the courage. Cool
1: Runnings!
0: Yeah, I think that's probably when it happened for me, too. Like, yeah, bobsledding looks fun. Well...
1: Maybe, n- may, maybe, maybe <clears> I could make <throat> it to the Olympics.
0: I think as a kid, I don't think I figured that the luge was any more difficult than water sliding. So.
1: I think you're wrong there.
0: Oh, yes. Quite. Uh, but I think I, I yeah, I've been kind of interested in it ever since water sliding and watching the tail end of Sesame Street. What's the luge? <laughs> it's one where on that, like, just like the, not in the, in, in the fiberglass tube, but they're on the, the sled. They, they lay on Lying on, on their it. back? Isn't yeah.
1: that called skeleton or something No, like that's
0: that? when they go face first.
1: Uh, let's make it even more dangerous let's go face yeah, first yeah
0: well, well just don't use the sled at all just go on your bare chest and like see what and ha- take
1: your helmet off
0: <clears throat> you could put a ski on the face mask and you could steer with your neck like the rocketeer
1: i don't know that reference
0: we should watch the rocketeer it's pretty good
1: i think the list of movies we should watch is way too long for us to ever catch up to it
0: no more podcasting until we watch all these films
1: <laughs> we'll see you in seven years
0: that sounds about right i think that's it right pretty much okay
1: we're moving on to Bond Outfits.
0: Bond Outfits. The wardrobe.
1: Oh, the wardrobe. Oh. It's pretty good. So, what? You watched <laughs> the same movie?
0: Yeah, the wardrobe is pretty questionable at best.
1: So many ruffles.
0: Yeah, the ruffles is, is it's a lot.
1: I mean, the kilt was probably the best outfit. No. I think it was.
0: Are you being serious? Yeah. Or are you trying to have a the laugh? The
1: best outfit in that film? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. No. The suit in the lawyer's office. No. Yeah, that gray suit was incredible.
1: I preferred the kilt.
0: He had the ruffles with it, though.
1: I know, but if he took his ruffles off, the kilt would have been the best outfit.
0: You just want to see George in a kilt with no ruffles at all? Actually,
1: that did nothing for me, but <laughs> I just thought it was interesting.
0: I think this, for me, definitely the suit. he just look incredible in the suit. And he's, he's just such a, a presence, and he really, like, he fills the frame in, in that suit. Like, I don't know, he just, he looks the shit in that suit.
1: Um, he filled the frame in his brown and orange outfit as well.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: filled it differently, but yeah,
0: it's a shame that like one of the coolest moments in the film, he's wearing that brown jumper and the or the brown jacket and the orange jumper.
1: What was the coolest moment?
0: When he uh, when he has the knife, the camera oh, sort yeah. of pulls out on him and he throws throws, it, it at, throws the knife. Yeah, Draco. I I love the suit the uh the suit and actually the white suit in the beginning of the film too when he gets to the hotel casino it's a great suit as well he had
1: ruffles on then too though didn't you no
0: he was a white jacket with like a white jacket and white shoes i don't know how anybody could do the shoes but there's no ruffles on that one
1: hmm.
0: like a pink shirt i think i don't know pink maybe i just
1: applied ruffles to everything he wore in my head <laughs> i mean
0: head. fair because you <laughs> have that was when he had the dinner jacket when he came down to the casino yeah, he had the he had the ruffles then. It was very Austin Powers. It was actually kind of Austin Powers because as he walks down the stairs, there's this huge purple wall behind him. Do do
1: do do, 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 do. Was that? Isn't that the song from Austin Powers? Okay,
0: so <laughs> my, it's my it's, I think it's my yeah it's my definition. <laughs> He's this really big purple wall. So, if you th- sort of take that purple wall and maybe mentally put it on the jacket with the ruffles, you do have Austin Powers. But, anyways, yeah. When I he...
1: mean, it's really hard too because Mike Myers looks so much like Lazenby.
0: Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got that. Yeah, yeah. He, when he first shows up and he's showing, he's being shown the room. You know, is this room okay? Is it to your approval? And he's like, oh, I can work with this or whatever he says. He's got the white, he's got a white suit on. He mm. looks pretty. Pretty smashing in that suit. And then um, when he goes to the lawyer's office. I like those outfits. Not the... Kilt. Not the kilt. The kilt comes with that shirt. That's just... Be really impractical, too. The scene where Austin Powers, he's trying to get his like his mail chain off, and it's all getting tangled in his... I feel like that would his be...
1: Mail a, the mail um, chain?
0: He's got the... The mail symbol necklace. Oh, okay. And he's trying. Fact, to... I thought you
1: meant like chainmail. No, like, no. Are we no. talking about the same film? <laughs> so he's
0: trying to seduce, or he's trying to hook up with somebody. He's getting all tangled. He's going to flip the thing out of the way, and it's not a good look. <laughs> anyway, so next we have Bondisms.
1: Bondisms. There were a lot of interesting ones in this film. Yes,
0: yeah, the first time we see Bond on skis. Yep. Yeah. So no, and that's uh, going
1: to happen again.
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely in the Roger era. There's no. Um, there's no Craig on skis either. Yeah, no Craig on skis. So yeah, just Roger, Um that's coming up soon. So in a couple of weeks, um, couple cool car chases, mostly with Tracy doing all the work, mm-hmm. I think. Because yeah, Lazenby doesn't really do any car chases, does he? He chases
1: Tracy. Yeah, not for a really.
0: Millisecond.
1: Yeah. I guess the stock is probably a better word than chases.
0: He's <laughs> like, oh, she looks like she's gonna kill herself in the ocean. I better follow her.
1: <laughs> she passed me. Clearly, something's wrong.
0: Yeah. And then, the I, again, one of my favorite scenes is when Bond is throwing the knife and uh, he throws it at the calendar and he lands on the 12th. And he's like, oh, but it's the 13th. It's like, oh, I'm superstitious. Such a great mm. moment. Yeah. And the camera pan on that, too, when the camera sort of pulls back and sort of shows him his like knife-throwing stance. That's awesome. It's a,
1: my least favorite line... Is he had a lot of guts. That's
0: the best line in the film. That is not. Best is line in the film. It is not. There's other best lines in the film, <laughs> but that's the best. He had a lot of guts. It's just like, no. oh, my God. No, no. Uh, it was just. He had lots of guts. Delivered in such a way that was not Connery.
1: Oh, for sure. But that was the worst.
0: Yeah, no, I like it. The other line, too, is when uh, Tracy first talks to Bon in front of her dad at the, at the horse race. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, she likes you. And he's like, oh, you'll have to give me the number of your oculist. That's a pretty good moment.
1: Yeah, yeah, because she clearly did not like him.
0: No. Well, I think she did, but well, I, I, I don't think Dad would have noticed that.
1: She was mad at her dad. Yeah. Rightfully so. He has his uh, classic, that never happened to the other fellow line as well.
0: This never happened to the other film. Yeah, which is a very interesting bit. I think I said third wall in the last podcast, but yeah, James corrected me and said fourth wall, but... Are we done?
1: No, I have my own categories. Okay. Um, I couldn't come up with as many. There's just not as much material. The best move involving skis.
0: Tracy jumping over the house, or jumping off the house, I think.
1: Okay, that was your favorite moment? Yeah. I would say when you batted the guy off the cliff...
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, I like that's that like Again, that's improvising sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He had wiped out at that point, so I also beat the shit out of the dude at the ski. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was my favorite ski moment. So what was your favorite moment of the film?
0: He had a lot of guts. <laughs> it's not. I, I think that uh, my favorite moment is the, the, I like the favorite little snippet, I think is definitely the knife scene where he throws the knife after besting Draco's guys and then, I mean, it didn't really move the plot forward or anything. It was kind of pointless. Well, I guess it's not pointless because it kind of shows Bond being very Bondish and very badass. Okay. So, yeah. What about you?
1: Um, I'm not sure. There's nothing that really like usually there's one moment that happens and I'm like, oh, I really love that. And there's nothing in this film. And not to say that it didn't have good moments, but I can't say there's one that stood out that much. I think what I like the most, I would, I guess, I would say when Tracy was. Um, driving the car during the car chase, that was kind of compounded by the fact that he kept saying good girl to her. Yeah. Like, just let her be a badass. <laughs> yeah. Because this is a really badass scene, and he just...
0: And you calling her a good girl doesn't really...
1: It kind of takes you down a peg. Yeah,
0: it doesn't really work. It's not a dog. Yeah,
1: She's not a dog who did a trick. It's like if you flip it and he was driving and doing a really good job and she was like, oh, good boy.
0: <laughs> You're like, why like,
1: is she saying that,
0: well, he right? didn't say, good girl, but he's like, good girl. Like, But still, like the words are enough. that you know. I don't think
1: I can say good boy.
0: <laughs> Fair. Oh, good boy. She like pats him on the head. Scratches scratches him behind the ears.
1: But it's just, if you flip it, it's just ridiculous, right? Why would you say that? You'd be like, that was amazing. You do a really good getaway drive. Like, you're so good at this. It would be other compliments that would come out, not good girl. Yeah. And obviously the way he's saying it, he never expected that she had it in her either. Which, I mean, they don't really know each other well. They spent like eight scenes together. He's
0: he's probably a little shocked as to how capable she is as well, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: What do you think was the tipping point for him to propose? Do you think it was just one of those... Do you remember the movie Speed?
0: Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: But relationships shouldn't be based on extreme circumstances and adrenaline, basically. I don't remember the actual line, but I feel like it was just a speed moment where they just went through something really intense and all of a sudden they have all these chemicals coursing through their body, adrenaline and all that, and he just proposes.
0: Yeah, I feel like he had legitimately loved her, though, like, because they did sort of have the beginning bit where they, you know, fell in love and did all the stuff, uh, the park and the the dog petting and the shopping like i feel like they did try to promote the idea that they were in love with each other and then that was sort of like the icing on the cake
1: fair but the sleeping around with the other women kind of took away from that and don't tell me it was for like queen and country
0: well i mean (laughs) it's nuts (laughs) (laughs) hi david um (laughs) But no, I feel like I feel like that's that is probably part of the job and he was still on the job at that moment and he said at one point that he wanted to get out of it, so because of her, right? So he was gonna quit working as a secret agent as a result of marrying her.
1: I guess you could also say like he just he met her, he kinda of fell for her and then went off to work and when he saw her again in the middle of this intense thing and she didn't like run scared, maybe that's the moment he realized she was right for him.
0: That makes sense. If you're going to be romantic about it. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Maybe I'm just trying to put too much romance into the film.
0: Well, they tried to put a lot of romance into it anyways. There's more romance in that film than there is any other one.
1: I mean, for Bond, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, like there's all kinds of... It's known the
1: notebook, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Jesus. There's all kinds of seduction in Bond films, or what? not even really seduction, because it doesn't really get to that, does it? It's just like, hey, get your kit off, let's go. Oh, okay. Usually how it works, but there is a lot of... I say, get your kit off. Oh, your kit... Um, that usually, makes way more sense. <laughs> so yeah, it's they do actually sort of promote that relationship, I think, and as much as you can in a Bond film. Like if they drew it out any longer, people would be throwing the seats.
1: Well, and the thing is, like they did draw out the relationship, full stop. Like it's yeah. not usually a thing. We saw, um, we saw Connery go on a second date, and that was the extent of anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, well,
1: I guess with Domino, he did kind of hang out with her, but that wasn't really like dating.
0: Yeah, just bumping uglies.
1: And they would bump into each other all the time. Yeah. Underwater, oddly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. So what do you think of the film compared to the Conneries? Which one? On Her Majesty's Secret Service. How do you compare it to like the other? Because this film is considered one of the best by a lot of people where do you think it stacks up so far
1: i think there's probably a few Connery films that i prefer to this one okay i don't know why but i see and not to say one's better than the other but like Connery's attitude i see it more like the arrogance that he has and the the attitude and he's more serious like to me maybe because craig was bond for me like that serious side i look for more whereas i didn't get that with lazen b he's not like more goofy but he isn't really serious either so He's I not think, Roger Moore goofy? Yeah. Okay. So I don't think I felt him as much as Bond as I would have Connery in the first few films, I guess. Hmm. Um, Connery later. <laughs> well, everyone knows our feelings on that. Um, but yeah, I think honestly, like for me, Dr. No will always be the ultimate Bond. Okay. Or Connery playing Bond and Dr. No will always be the ultimate Bond.
0: That's fair. I think for me... Yeah, I think for me, the thing about George is that, like, as a Bond fan, I think George's Bond, like, if you could be Bond, that, like, if a regular person, not skilled, not trained, whatever, could be Bond, just a normal guy, I feel like you would be Lazenby's Bond.
1: And we did talk about that on our episode on the film, where, as a person, Lazenby was Bond. He did yeah. so many Bond things. Mm. But, again, I just, like, I think Dr. No is going to be, like, Bond, and Dr. No is going to be my measuring stick for any other Bond that I see.
0: Yeah, that, that makes sense. I don't know. I just feel like George is very physical- um, we've talked about his like physicalness, like, and you, you think he's lanky. I think he's not. I think he's bigger than lanky. Like I, I just think like, he's more muscular kind of thing. So I would actually see him as a threat kind of thing. So that part of it, I like, um, cause he, I
1: don't understand why you think Connery would not have been a threat in his early films. Like those eyebrows alone could kill you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, see, he's just a skinny. Until Thunderball, he's just a skinny dude, um, really. Like he's yeah, maybe he. Maybe, and if you do watch his fight, like he's not like he's a scrapper, but he's not like a fighter kind of thing. Um, and I I don't get those feelings from Lazenby. I feel like he's as w- would actually. Can be... You get
1: different feelings for Lazenby? No,
0: I don't get different feelings for Lazenby. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. I just don't have those feelings for Lazenby. Is that from um, Seinfeld? What?
1: Not that there's anything wrong with that.
0: I didn't really like Seinfeld I that think it's from Seinfeld. That all that was on purpose. We're not gay? Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, of course not. I mean, it's fine if that's who you are. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I I do like Lazenby's uh portrayal though. And I don't I don't really understand there's sure there's some voiceover work that's a little iffy. I don't understand the criticism about him not acting well. I think he's he's good. Like he's just as good as Connery was. Like a few moments that were weak but connery had those too especially in the first two that were like mm. no
1: i wouldn't say he was more or less skilled of an actor i think they're on a pretty even playing field when it comes to bond films anyway like yeah. connery i mean i haven't seen lazen Be in anything else connery does have some pretty notable films under his belt in the future yeah probably one of the best movies ever made the rock
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> What? One of the best movies ever made, eh? Probably. Basically, that film is just a sequel to all of this.
1: Yeah, it's when Bond did something a little off, and they locked him up for years, and then he broke out of Alcatraz.
0: Maybe they finally tracked him down for the whole Miss Galore thing.
1: No, there's a statute of limitation on that, so he would <laughs> not well have as, yeah, prison. Shouldn't be, but Although there he is... went. he was put in prison when he was pretty young, so it's possible. Yeah, maybe. Or all the killing he did, where they were all of a sudden, they were like, <laughs> yeah, that license to kill wasn't good in other countries, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Really. You're going to jail. Did you
0: not notice that there was a limit on that license to kill? It was only only six. It
1: expired three years <laughs> ago, and you just kept going. All you needed to do was send in the paperwork to renew.
0: But back to Lazenby. I, <laughs> I think that I think if you're like, yeah, I think if, as a Bond fan, if you if you thought you could beat Bond, I think Lazenby would be the most likelihood that you could achieve Bond level status.
1: So if you were dropped into a Bond world, being one of the Bonds, you would want to be Lazenby
0: it's not that I wouldn't be ladies and B I think I could probably if you had to raise if you had to rise to the occasion you would have a a better chance at being ladies and B's level of bond because he he don't mean this in a bad way but he's a little goofy and you know like he's like oh I'm bond James Bond he's like a happy kind of go lucky bond who's not all dark and serious but he's not goofy to the point of Roger because Rogers there's a lot of silliness with Roger Um, and honestly, I don't really care for that level of silliness with Roger. Not all the time. And George is just like the right amount of funny and the one liners are delivered good and some are delivered poorly. That's how I would, that's you. We live together. You know, my jokes don't work a lot of the time and do kind of work other times. So like I've
1: seen them go both ways.
0: Exactly. So I think if I was going to, if I had to achieve Bond-level lifestyle, the best I could hope for would be Lazenby. And it's not even to say that it's bad. He's just like a really...
1: You don't think you have the serious intensity that Connery or Craig brought to the table? He's
0: kind of grounded, I guess, in a sense. Like he's kind of like like more real, I think. And I think that's why I like him because he's not over-the-top serious like Craig and he's not you know like this really super intense connery because connery wasn't didn't do silly very well
1: i think if we're having this discussion about which con or sorry which bond we would be
0: (laughs) well we know who your bond is because you couldn't even say it because you're like which con no that's not what i was (laughs) gonna
1: say actually um i think it would be craig yeah moody and dark yeah brooding mad about everything couldn't get over the fact that stuff happened
0: yeah i mean i feel like that's a very modern bond for a very modern time like it fits like it's it feels current Mm. like his approach like i have no problem with craig as bond and the fact that it was like a brooding moody angry pissed off. i was totally fine with that yeah i feel like you'd be
1: i mean he's probably 127,000 concussions in at this point so (laughs) that would affect your mood
0: there's a lot of drama and a lot of um, things that happen in his life as a double O agent. So it's going to fuck you up. So I don't no, there's think... there's
1: definite PTSD there. There's no yeah, way there's so I not. Yeah, don't,
0: so I don't feel like that's that unrealistic. And where there is a story arc, like, so if Roger kills eight people in the first film, he's not necessarily taking that baggage with him to the next film or the one after that because... They're all basically disconnected.
1: Well, that's a problem too. Like if Lazenby had kept doing Bond, and I know it's like parallel worlds almost when the Bond films come out, it's not a continuity to it. No. But like how can you let go of the fact he lost his wife? Like you can't just gloss over that. And I mean you can, but it's just weird.
0: Well, they do touch on it very little in the next films or like yeah, it but does come so up brief. or it's oh yeah, it's just like And a, there's no a feelings second. attached to it no, either. Definitely not. Yeah, it's um, it is interesting, yeah, because I don't, I do like the fact that we had Lazenby for one film. I'm glad that we didn't get to see him, you know, not as capable. Yeah, it'd be nice if his acting chops were, he was able to improve his acting chops, I guess, maybe a little bit, but I'm fine with it being the one film.
1: I feel like they should have, well, they should have faded out Lazenby, like knowing he would never come back to Green Days. I hope you had the time of your life.
0: <laughs> I think he had the time of his life after filming. And then maybe. in the
1: end it's like a shot of Lays and Bee like I know it's not a visual movie, <laughs> but yeah. we can post a picture of me making that face. <laughs> the
0: the problem that's well, not the problem <laughs> the problem with Lays and Bee carrying on longer though is you would get you would eventually get You Only Live Twice. Yeah. Or you for sure or would. you would get uh, you know um, Never Say Never Again or Diamonds Are Forever. Like if, if it was a free contract deal, like hey we're gonna do three films and that's it, then fine. Like you could he could Get more confident in the role, you get better at it, uh, and then go out in a good way. But they never. Yeah, do that. it's
1: always a roll of the dice, I think, if you're making multiple films, like on a series and things like that, because especially if your first one's really good, it's. it's hard to keep going in an upward trajectory, right? Because if everyone really liked the first one, they're always going to be comparing everything to that. So it's hard to say that the second one...
0: Well, Craig was the only person that was able... uh, Sorry, no. Connery was the only person that was able to avoid that because he went from Dr. No to From Russia With Love, which is considered by so many to be one of the best Bond films.
1: From Russia With Love?
0: Yeah. But then you've got Roger Moore who goes on to it goes from live and let die to everything else he does man with the golden gun Oh, okay um which is you know starts strong goes weak uh same thing for dalton it didn't go so great for him and his second film and then daniel craig he went from casino royale again one of the best bond films ever to quantum of solace like don't move into the following film very well hmm. so i'm kind of glad Lazen b only did one
1: Yeah, I think it goes back to the, they start off simple and then just decide to make things so big and complicated that you kind of lose a lot of what Bond is to fast fights and car chases and
0: explosions. you, You wonder if, like, the audience is, is the audience as stupid as the producers think we are?
1: I don't think it's a stupidity thing. I think it's more of...
0: Yeah, but every time the Shock story, every time the story gets bigger, the content goes down. Like,
1: yeah, no, I completely agree, and I'm like all for keeping things simple and interesting. Like there can be a lot in simplicity, and hmm. that you just kind of lose it when everything becomes a fast car chase or the fastest fight that you've ever seen, that the scenes are cutting so quickly that you can't even follow along what's happening. Yeah. I mean, maybe my brain's too slow for that stuff. Maybe that's the problem, but I'd rather something a little bit more simple with more story and more character development.
0: Yeah, it all happens pretty quick. I, I just keep... I mean, as soon as I think of fast cuts, I just think of quantum and the car chase and the the knife fight. That's like it's all super, super quick. If you're mm-hmm. not paying attention, you're going to miss it. Yeah. Anyways, have we gushed about George enough or, uh, or have I gushed about George enough or are we good...
1: I think there was enough gushing. Okay. That's all for tonight. That is all for tonight.
0: That's my favorite Bond car, though. The Aston V8.
1: Your favorite Bond car is the Aston V8? Yeah. Yeah, I can't... You know how I feel about cars. They're just vehicles to bring you from point A to point B. So my question is, which car did he have that had the best gas mileage?
0: In these films?
1: In general. That would probably be my favorite car. Probably... Did he drive a Tercel?
0: Probably the Citroen 2CV. But your, no Tercel. Your eyes only. Like a two-cylinder. It's like a... Yeah.
1: Okay. I haven't... It had
0: wine it. pockets in the doors, so there's that. Like you
1: could fit a bottle of wine in there? Like several. Okay. I have a trunk for that.
0: They also had like a... This would work well for me. and actually worked well for James Bond, too. It had like a like a, fabric seat so you could travel with eggs. You could... On a bumpy road and it wouldn't break. Mm. So there's that as well.
1: I transported eggs home just fine yesterday, but they weren't loose.
0: What I don't think that... Well, I don't know. We're not old enough to know. About or, what? How the inner workings of a Citroen 2CV works.
1: Oh, I remember when I was a kid collecting eggs from our chickens and like putting them in my shirt, you know, when you do a pocket with your shirt and like running
0: home with them. Yeah.
1: But I don't think I ever broke any. They're tougher than they look.
0: It's, a, it's the guy who designed the mini. He also had the door pockets that were big enough to put in like four or five bottles of wine in the first generation. After that, they got away from that. Hmm. That was cool too.
1: I brought a whole Costco order home in my car yesterday. Are you impressed? No. Okay. <laughs>
0: Because we brought a whole Costco order home in my Mazda that time. Yeah, I remember. Like, that was impressive.
1: That was an accident, though.
0: Yeah, let was just get to the lineup and be like,
1: fuck. All right, that's all.
0: That's it. I think that's all we got.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Am I reading this?
0: Oh, I read the intro.
1: Okay. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on our Instagram at anotherjamesbondpodcast, and you can contact us at anotherjbpod at gmail.com. Bye you're
0: going to have to say bye. Good night. He had lots of guts.